You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Thursday, 25 January, MPC rate announcement, 3 o'clock expected, no change. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb offices in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, Robert Nkabela. I want to touch on that Fashini Group 9-month update. It didn't look that grand, but oh, the market like well, the stock up 3.3%. Uh, maybe the expectations are low. Chantal Marks from FMB Wealth and Investments, some of her preferred local stock picks for 2024. And then uh, Solly Badenhang, uh, Banks of Africa, December holiday spend. Were we spending? What were we spending on? This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. Thank Private Solar for no doubt daytime load shedding, not ESCOM. In recent days, there hasn't been an instance of solar PV generating less than 1.3 gigawatts. Uh, business day, another good day for NASPAS shares after apparent U-turn over Chinese gaming bans. Regulator in China took down the draft rules that they'd put up in December. They had asked for comment and at the end of the comment period, just took them down. Morning markets, U.S. was green, S&P up 0.1%, Nasdaq up 0.6%. Over in the east, mostly green, Sydney up 0.2%, Tokyo down 0.2%, Hong Kong up 1.3% and Tencent up 1.9%. Commodities mostly green, gold is the red on the screen, 2035, Brent 8033, Platinum 910, Palladium 968. Rand 1891. Bitcoin $40,050. And top 40 opening call 150 points to the up 0.2% green open. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Training now with uh, Lonrobe Mnakabela. Uh, you find him, of course, Perpetua Investment Managers. Lonrobe, I appreciate the early morning. That's Fashini update for the nine months. As I said in the intro there, I mean, I th- modest growth. The last quarter in December in particular, I suppose, was good. The market kind of liked it, up 3.3%. It had been higher in the day. Is this just low expectations for clothing retailers? Or, or is there something more in the, in, in, in the results that, that the market is seeing? Hi, good morning, Simon. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think, I mean, we we, we agree with you. There, there is an element of low expectations, I think, for SA Inc. across the board, actually. And so we think as results come out less worse than expected, there will be a little, you know, a bit of a, a relief rally. Um, but having said that, I, I do also think the, the last quarter, as you mentioned, you know, showed some improvement, um, a good December you know, the signs that um, the really the low base effects from the previous year's load shedding, um, as that reduces, I mean, you're now starting to see some positive delta for not just um, for Shini, but, you, you know, when you look at some of the retail data, it seems to indicate that, that um, there's a, some positive momentum relative to the, to you know, to, to the mm. year of, of 2023 because of that. Um, I think it was also positive they mentioned that they achieved you know, full sales in December. Um, and in fact, what we noted in 2023 was that much of the sales growth was achieved at discounted margins, you know, so it's also positive for Fushini, probably positive for the sector as a whole as well, that they're achieving um, more full sales as opposed to discounted um, sales. 
Um, and then yeah, I'd probably say, you know, the, other, the last thing that kind of stuck out, stood out for me was, um, you know, the online growth for Fushino yeah. was, 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 was quite stellar. Um, and they, you know, really placed a, a landmark there in, in terms of their size being the number one, um, you know, app um, through Bash. And so that's also, you know, a, a positive indicator of one would think going forward. It, there's almost a, I mean, I, I want to say an, an era of, of, of optimism and expectation. It, it's partly low base. It's partly a consumer that, you know, inflation's coming down. We're seeing a, 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 at some point interest rates start to come down. The clothing retailers could actually end up with a decent uh, 2024 from, from uh, share price performance. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so I mean, I think also because the base is, is so low that, you know, marginal positive factors can have a, quite a, a positive influence on them so we would agree that you know so that the retailers would would be beneficiaries i mean they're still you know still uncertain about the path of interest rates mm-hmm. so generally you know are we still going into a hard landing versus soft landing there's a lot of mixed <laughs> signals so very difficult to read um but certainly you know to the effect that it does then go into the rate cutting cycle then you know the, the retailers would be beneficiaries yeah, yeah, I take your point. Still lots of uncertainty out there. Let's not cut ourselves around that. Robert McLabella, uh, Perpetua Investment Managers, appreciate the early morning insights. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Joining now with our Chantal Marks, Head of Research, FNB Wealth and Investments. Chantal, appreciate the early morning. Uh, you put out a list, five local, five offshore stocks you like. Uh, let's stick on the, the local today. It's Richmond, it's Coal Group, which uh, used to be Carp, I agree. Uh, African Rainbow Capital Investments, of course, their own Rain and Time Bank. Afrimat, who's trying to buy Lafarge, uh, and Bidcorp. I'm not going to have time for all of them, but let's start off with the, the Bidcorp. This, of course, spun out of Bidvest and, and really has had a, a terrific sort of period on the market and a nice business. I mean, well put together, uh, good growth, some organic. They do clever bolt-on acquisitions and a stock you're liking a lot. Yes. I mean, we've been we've been Bitcorp fans ever since mm-hmm. the unbundling and probably before the unbundling as well, uh, probably liking Bitvest a, a bit less uh, without Bitcorp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so well positioned, as you mentioned. And it's the, the, the biggest thing for me is that it's it trades in a very fragmented market still. Yeah. So even though they've been trading for years and years and years and years, there aren't a lot of very big players and there are a lot of small players, which means that those opportunities for those bolt-on acquisitions exist and they are so good at doing it so they seamlessly integrate these businesses into to the bigger platform um, and I still think that there is room for growth in uh, in travel and entertainment people haven't forgotten about the lockdown and how <laughs> terrible it was um, I think that there's still a uh, a sense amongst people globally that they want to get out there and 
bid corp um, really services restaurants, they service hotels, they service catering businesses. Um, and these are the businesses that I think can still benefit from from that return to entertainment, particularly in, in catering that hasn't really fully recovered after uh, COVID-19. Mm. Afrimat, you mentioned deal-making, which Bidcorp does. Afrimat, perhaps the king of deal-making, Andreas van Heerden and his team. Uh, the stock has run, but still not expensive. Forward PE of under eight times. Uh, the Lafarge deal waiting for some sort of I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed. But this really has been a, a stellar performer on the market. And, and, and you're saying still offering some value with a, a very strong balance sheet. Yes, I think a, a company with a track record like Afribat should not be trading on a on a Ford P of eight. Um, I think that this that a lot more can be assigned to a company with this. Um, with a management team with that with a very strong track record of making super good acquisitions and also growing their business organically against a very very difficult macroeconomic backdrop i mean their core business back in the day was construction materials and we haven't seen big massive product product rollouts and infrastructure investments in south africa in a very long time um, and they did the right thing by making those acquisitions. But that didn't mean that the core business really suffered as a result or was exceptionally poor. Mm. They still managed to do good business in that area. Um, I really like the Lafarge acquisition. I think it's going to complement that construction yeah. materials business quite well. And our infrastructure is literally crumbling um, in <laughs> front of our eyes. So I think that they could be a key beneficiary of a forced infrastructure investment at this point um and then you have that complementary um bulk commodities business that just kind of uh, offsets any sort of weakness in construction materials um or potentially that detracts a little bit um but i think that through the cycle it's um of it it's a really nice sweetener and then talk to me about African Rainbow Capital Investments. As I said, the, the big ones we know from them is Rain and Time Bank. They're, they're, a, they're a holding company. They bring BEE uh, uh, credentials to, to, to the companies they hold. Trades that massive discount to, to net asset value. Yes, and this is despite management having threatened to delist the company because of that, <laughs> that discount. So if you are... If you're thinking, well, maybe management will actually delist the company, you could expect a really solid payday based on the net asset value of African Rainbow Capital. If they don't do it, you have uh, two very strong growing businesses that are gaining scale at an exceptionally high pace um, that will probably over time deliver the goods to the extent that that discount will start narrowing or it will just grow in line with the net asset value of these really, really strong investments. Um, I think a really nice catalyst for African Rebo um, Capital could be that Time Bank is now profitable. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer detracting from mm-hmm. from a cash flow perspective, um, so I think that that's really great. I think the stuff that they're doing in the in the um, in Southeast Asia is super interesting, um, and I think that Rain also moving into voice and becoming um, a bit more of a well-rounded mobile um, services provider could um, be very good for them as well. The smaller businesses are also great. The smaller investments, I mean. Um, Alexander Forbes is one of their investments and yeah. we know Alexander Forbes has done a lot over the last few years. 
And I'd actually forgotten about this Southeast Asia. That's a little embarrassing, but yeah, it's a really great space. Quick last one. Uh, the Cog Group used to be Carper Agri. i got to say, that's one that really stood out for me. You know, the likes of Richmond makes perfect sense. Carper Agri, I would have thought very much more tied to farming. Uh, perhaps we, the, 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 the great uh, harvests from the rainy seasons are, are, are behind us. You say, no, hang on a second. There's some value here. So, I mean, firstly, on the agriculture space, we know that we are moving from a La Nina weather pattern to an El Nino weather pattern, mm-hmm. which which tends to be drier. But um, expectations are that it's going to be a short El Nino period. So it's not going to be a, a, a long kind of period of drought and low below average rainfall. Mm-hmm. And because we've had these periods of La Nina and a lot of rainfall, our soil moisture levels are still quite high in South Africa, which means that harvests are expected to still be quite good. So this year, we still expect a really good outcome from from the agri-sector. So they'll benefit from that. And then they made a transformative acquisition a few years ago. Um, they bought a fuel retailer called Peg, yeah. and they own a bunch of uh, kind of uh, petrol stations across South Africa. Um, I know that's very contentious at the moment with diesel gates um, <laughs> that, that we have, but they've, they've trade under reputable brands and they have these massive forecourts with restaurants and all the rest of it. And they're continuing to improve that service offering. Um, and I think that they, um, I think that's a really solid business for them, particularly in the retail space with the forecourts. We know that with fuel retail, you don't make a lot of money, but it's all the rest um, that really does well for you. Yeah, you pop into that little shop and you can quickly spend a pile of cash. We'll leave it there. Chantal Marks, Head of Research, FMB Wealth and Investments. Always appreciate the insights. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favour and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlip Kanisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlip.com forward slash more. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Solly Bellingham. He's BankServe Africa Head of Marketing. Solly, appreciate the time today. We've got the December numbers, holiday spend, as you call it, the annual growth. The short answer is, I mean, good growth in December. In-store card values up 13%. I mean, these are strong spending from South Africans. Yes, absolutely. And Simon, thanks very much for having me. We do these numbers every year, and it's important to note that we only see interbank transactions. So... The actual numbers are not as important as the actual trends that we're seeing. So we saw card spend at retailers and merchants. We saw cards grow from 100 billion rand in the previous December to 112 billion rand in the current December. But there were some movements which are quite interesting. So in the previous December, we had seen spend at your category of grocery stores and large retailers of 26 billion rand. In in the last December, that increased to 50 billion rand. That's almost double. And what's important to note is that the average value of a purchase at those also increased and also almost doubled from 580 rand to just over 1,000 rand. Now, one would wonder, so where was the movement thing? Because the overall spend obviously didn't double. And what we found very interesting was that there was a decrease in spend at service stations, 
assuming that's mostly fuel, and also clothing. So the behavior was definitely, from the consumers, was definitely different this year around. And one can only assume that maybe there was less travel being done and uh, people maybe stayed at home, but still made sure that they enjoyed a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, certainly. I was on the roads, the main roads over December, and they were slightly quieter, but maybe it's because I leave Cracker Dorm, but certainly they were a little bit quieter. You know, what really struck out for me was cash usage. I mean, so again, mm. this isn't me giving you a hundred bucks because you've got no record of that, but this is yeah, ATM yeah. transactions and the like, and that was down, but it's still a big number. South Africans like cash. They absolutely do, Simon. And it's not only South Africans, it's a trend yeah. we see worldwide, and especially when there's a cost of living crisis. I think people like holding on to cash. What you can see is what you know what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps control spend better. But we did see a slight decline. And the numbers that we look at are the numbers of cash being ordered by our retail banks to make sure that they can meet the cash demands in terms of availability in their branches and their ATM networks. And that number decreased slightly from 84 billion to 81 billion rand in the last December. But considering 112 billion rand on card spend, 81 billion rand is not far off in terms of cash that had to be made available during the December period. So absolutely, yes, there's definitely still a big affiliation for the use of cash and a demand for cash by the consumers. But it is slightly good to see that it didn't grow as much as the card spend did grow. So one would have to assume that consumers are starting to slowly change the behavior towards moving away from cash. That certainly is my sense. And we've chatted with folks here. And of course, there's PayShap, which has come through, which is, I think, probably slow, but I think it's going to be a game changer. And the cash, what really struck yeah. me, peaks on 114 and 23 December, with the 14th being the biggest. It makes 100% perfect sense. I mean, this is just consumer behavior. There's Christmas coming up. There's the long weekend coming up and there's the beginning of the month you know yeah. consumers are i suppose we're creatures of habit yeah i think the banks plan for those weekends look i mean the 14th it's a double whammy almost it's the start of the season and uh, there was a long weekend and we had an extra public holiday where we celebrated the spring box so the banks have to plan for that and they can't wake up halfway through a long weekend and try and order cash from a cash center so they plan for that and they make sure they stock up before those and the same went for the christmas weekend and that's why there were large orders placed for cash on the 22nd again yeah yeah 100 as the new week came around if we look at the big picture you say total shopping volumes increased two percent year on year to 145 million it certainly comes into those numbers i mean the consumers were out there notwithstanding it's been a tough year for South African consumers in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, volumes only increased by 2%, mm. but value increased by 13%. So the per item spend actually increased. So that was interesting to see. But what we also need to take cognizance of is, in my view, last year, December period, we had just really just coming out of the COVID period, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I think this is really the true first, call it a December or festive period, where we were almost COVID-free, we weren't still lagging from the effect of that. That might have had an impact as well. Hopefully, it wasn't as bad that it has a huge impact on inflation. But I think as for periods outside of the fest period, I think consumers would still be fairly disciplined. Yeah, and I take your point. This was the first sort of normal December since all the way back in 2019. Sally Bellingham, Banks of Africa, Head of Marketing. Appreciate the time. That's our poll today, LinkedIn and Twitter. How was your December spending? Were you spending more, less perhaps, maybe about the same? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. 
That's it for today. We were chatting with uh, Lulu Krugel from PwC yesterday about the MPC rate decision due this afternoon. She thinks probably they won't make any changes. A slim, slim chance of a, of a hike, but she thinks, nope, unchanged is it. And we asked you, and uh, some 80% said, yep, they're going to hold at this point. 15% said time to cut. And look, I agree with you, uh, but I don't think the MPC will. Uh, the rest said, what about another increase? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. To get in touch with one of their investment specialists, visit stanlib.com. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. If you're loving the show, please leave us a positive rating in your podcatcher of choice, and we'll chat again tomorrow. Investment outlook for 2024 and offshore sector picks. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.